this information that I got asked a couple times to, to to put it on there so I don't own the rights to any of this shit it's uh it's about the Anunnaki's people want to know about it they asked me about it I couldn't find the shit I couldn't find the fucking videos took me fucking forever um but I got I got most of it and this stuff is uh based off of uh text from the book of Enoch uh the book of Inky uh some of the stuff from the bible it's it's its own version of it, but it's about the Anunnaki's, the the beginning of humanity and shit like that. So I'm gonna play it so you guys can listen to it, and uh, yeah, you guys want to know about it. So that's where the theory comes from. A lot of, some people are not gonna like it because it's you know not what they've been taught, but it is what it is. And then uh, so let me see if I can pull it up, and then you guys can can uh, bask in the info. Let me get this shit started. All right, here we go. Did you know the oldest ancient text in the world called the Seven Tablets of Creation mentions that humans were created by immortal aliens of highly advanced technology? They descended upon Earth 400,000 years ago. These cosmic visitors were from a celestial red planet known as Nibiru and came to this planet to mine gold and resources. Our ancient ancestors called them Atlanteans or Anunnaki and they painted the planet with their presence with ancient antiquity that can be found in every corner of the world today. Such beings, remarkable as they were, mirrored humanity in many ways, and we share their depths of human-like emotions, the ardor of love, jealousy, lust, and the shadowy abyss of hate. Their heads and bodies were much larger than human, but we look like them, and they look like us. They had technological weapons so advanced that it seemed to our ancient ancestors as magic, among these ethereal beings, a monocle family claimed Earth and masqueraded as gods once man was created. Anu, the father and king of all the gods, stood tall as a patriarchal figure, ruling from heaven, which is really space. On Earth, his two sons and daughter ruled the planet and followed Anu's commands. Enki, the oldest son of Anu, was the god of water and the wisest of the gods, holder of all universal knowledge and wisdom. The other brother, and more brutal tempestuous son, was Enlil, a warrior god of the winds and storms. Enlil commanded storms, floods and winds, embodying the very essence of nature's fury. Throughout the sacred text, Enki and Enli were always conflicting and battling each other. Enki wanted to be compassionate towards humanity, and Enlil wanted to keep them enslaved, and eventually kill them off. And then, there was the daughter and sister issue. But the cosmos itself harbored unrest. Laboring masses of the working-class Anunnaki toiled upon the moon and Mars. These beings yearned for solace on Earth that the royals claimed. They began a rebellion against the gods. They fell from Mars and the moon in their spaceships cascading to Earth like fallen angels of the Bible, ushering in a cosmic confrontation. In this celestial crossroads, Enki, a master of creation, embarked on a daring quest with his sister, Isis. A symphony of science and artistry led him to a prime solution, the creation of a new race, one molded from terrestrial clay and celestial essence of them mixed with the earthly primate in the jungle. 
This race could stop the rebellion and bear the workload of the working class, Anunnaki. By his side, Isis, a sorceress of genetics, conjured life in her laboratory with deft expertise. Isis, a sorceress of genetics, conjured life in her laboratory with deft expertise, seeking to weave humanity into existence. However, the path to creation proved arduous, fraught with trials and errors. Amidst this cosmic dance, Isis performed a masterpiece of her own, inserting the primate's eggs into her own womb, giving birth to the first human, Adamu, within a 10-month period. From Adam's core, they extracted his DNA and cloned the genetic material into XX chromosomes, giving rise to Eve, the first human woman Adam's counterpart who can procreate, completing the grand composition for the multiplying of the race. The very word Genesis means generations of Isis, a testament to her role in birthing humankind as master geneticist and mother of modern humans. The echoes of this cosmic narrative reverberated across cultures and times, inscribed in the tablets of creation and the poetic verses of Enumalish, immortalizing the journey of humanity's origin. Here, the threads of the divine and the mortal entwine, creating a mesmerizing tapestry that tells of our shared genesis, alien DNA, and reminding us that we are all stardust and stories interwoven in the great cosmic fabric. If you like this video, follow. Did you know Enlil, also known as Yahweh in biblical text, is an Anunnaki alien who masqueraded as God in the Garden of Eden? Enlil was a formidable warrior commander of the Anunnaki and was bestowed dominion and ownership over the earth and its newly modified human inhabitants. These Anunnaki were false gods and did not create us from scratch but genetically altered our ancient cousins who were already here on the planet. With newfound authority, Enlil forged a sanctuary called the Garden of Eden, and he was known as the Lord Satan of the Garden according to the Sumerian text. This encampment was an outdoor laboratory where these new genetically modified humans could grow and multiply, sheltered from the outside hominids and Neanderthals who lived outside Eden, distant kin to humanity. This sanctuary, a sprawling outdoor laboratory, was vigilantly guarded by armed angelic Anunnaki, tasked to allow neither entry nor exit, and would kill on sight if seen. A solemn decree fell from Enlil's lips, binding the Anunnaki to never unveil the truth unto this new race that they were spiritually their equals, but deceived them by saying they were their creations by them, their god. Enlil, the evil patriarchal strategist, urged Enki his brother to weave into human DNA a gene that would seed the need to worship them, ensuring they bowed to their divine creators out of fear and admiration. Yet, secretly in his laboratory, Enki's compassion and wisdom stirred him to gift humanity the power to turn on or off this worship gene at their own volition. Within this Eden, humanity was driven and forced to procreate and permitted to multiply during certain times of the day, like farm animals or horses. At times, the new births of Adam and Eve were so noisy, it would disturb the Lord God Enlil, leading his guards to ruthlessly murder and kill groups of them. Amidst this imprisonment of existence, Enki, walking through the garden, sees the first and original Adam and Eve they birthed mentally and physically enslaved, worshipping a false god, his brother Enlil. From henceforth he promised himself he could no longer bear the burden of deception to them. 
destiny beckoned on a day when Adam's work in the gardens took him away from Eve. When she was alone, Enki's eyes met Eve's near the house of life. In tones of love and compassion, he told her the forbidden truths, revealing that herself, Adam, and all the other new humans in the garden were a cosmic kin, endowed with immortal souls and not creatures made by the Anunnaki. He also told her that he was not a god and the guards were not angels. This revelation stripped away the false shroud of godhood and unveiled the Anunnaki's godlike masquerade to Eve. Upon their Adam's return, Eve told Adam the forbidden knowledge she was just told. The cognitive dissonance scared them. Fleeing, they concealed their nakedness beneath veils of leaves, eluding the vigilant gaze of the angelic guards. News of this occurrence reached Enlil, known also as Yahweh, who concealed his wrath beneath the veneer of divinity. He went personally inside of the garden to search for them. Spotting them, he used a whirlwind technology to scare them and show his dismantlement and rage for hiding. Upon his physical presence with them, their once loyal eyes now alight with newfound knowledge and defiance. Enlil's fury erupted like a tempest, casting Adam and Eve from Eden's embrace, his heart a fortress against their awakened wisdom, fearing it would taint the minds of the other humans they were domesticating. Enlil then discovered his half-brother Enki's betrayal because of his soft heart for the humans. From that day forth, Enlil branded Enki would be known forever to man as the snake, the deceiver, and he would become symbolic forbidden fruit, which was the source of mankind's enlightenment of good and evil. These Anunnaki, neither deities nor divine, harnessed advanced technology and cosmic wisdom to claim eternity for themselves, almost immortality, yet remain beholden to the universe's master and creator. Immortal only by their technology, they can be killed like any conscious being in the universe. They would one day face judgment for their earthly sins to mankind by the real, true creator. In our next video, we will be... Did you know that the Tower of Babel incident in the Bible led not only to a language diversification by God, but also a variation in races and a reduction to human lifespans to 120 years? Long ago in ancient Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq, Mankind was free to live upon the earth, multiplying in large numbers. At this time, the men and women of Babylon lived up to hundreds of years, if fortunate, shared one language, and worshipped hundreds of gods who came down from the heavens who were really Anunnaki, also known in Greek mythology as Olympians. High above the mortal realm, Enlil, also known as Yahweh, god of windstorm and the Canaanites, observed the construction with a mix of curiosity and concern. He saw through their ambitions and unity that fueled the Tower of Babel's rise and recognized the danger it could pose, a perilous path to mankind potentially exceeding supremacy over them. Enlil, in his merciless patriarchal mentality, devised a plan, a plan that would divide the people for all time. In biblical text, the passage in Genesis 11 reads, the Lord saw down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. With a gesture of his advanced technological weapons, he summoned the winds and a mighty tempest descended upon 
the skies darkened, thunder rumbled, and all the people howled with fear. Lightning lashed and trembled the earth, and the tower that rose upward to the skies leveled, and the builders scattered in disarray. The tower's construction that rose to heaven crumbled, then using advanced quantum biology. Enlil introduced a profound change to human speech, varying it in different tones and sounds. No longer would all mortals share one common tongue, or even the color of skin. Instead, an array of languages and genetic markers like a branding of a cow that favored each heavenly god's physical image. The Anunnaki were a multiracial civilization of different alien races with various features. From henceforth, each appointed god would rule a jurisdiction of people that favored their own physical appearance. A social branding to know whose people they owned and whose they didn't. Now scattered among the earth, Mankind could no longer bond or communicate effortlessly, for the gift of unity was replaced by the challenge of misunderstanding and difference. Unfortunately, Enlil's divide-and-conquer strategy did not stop there. He also implemented wicked alterations to the human DNA even more, placing telomere caps on the ends of human chromosomes, which reduces human lifespan to maximum 120 years. Genesis 6 reads, then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh, his days shall be 120 years. As generations passed, languages diverged, lifespans became limited, and the chasm between humans' cultural and physical differences widened. Yahweh's tactics bore fruit. This ancient history is a testament to the complex interplay between artificial design and mortal destiny. It is reminder that the threads of our very DNA were woven with terrestrial tampering and the challenges that test the resilience of the human spirit. However, we should be reminded that no matter what languages we speak, what part of the world our ancestors were scattered, and what physical appearances we have, we are all of cosmic kin and must always follow light and not darkness. We are multidimensional beings that can never really die, but live on any many lifetimes, dimensions, and galaxies. Energy is never destroyed, only transferred. Our next video will... Did you know that in the ancient biblical text of the Book of Enoch, there's vivid descriptions of multiracial aliens called Anunnaki, who went against God and slept with the daughters of men, and they bore great giant offspring? Enoch who was the great-grandfather of Biblical Noah, also known as Zisudra, recounts Noah being albino with blue eyes and a son of Enki, the Sumerian water god. Interestingly, the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD chose to exclude this book from the Bible due to its detailed accounts of encounters with alien beings known as the Anunnaki, who interacted with our ancient ancestors. Today, we're going to reveal the complete historical records from the Book of Enoch and the Lost Book of Enki, shedding light on these events from ancient times. Enoch, a righteous and just man favored by the Lord God Enki, described a time before the first great flood. He witnessed extraordinary events, such as being taken up into the sky in a burning disc or chariot, where he saw the earth as a massive sphere, which in modern terms, this could be interpreted as an experience of being on a spaceship viewing the planet Earth from beyond its atmosphere. During Enoch's time, humanity was peaceful, offering rituals and sacrifices to both their god and gods. Ritually, 
These gods accepted the offerings and stored them for later use, thus no longer needing to farm or grow their own food on this planet. The humans could do it for them. Enki, a compassionate, wise, but lustrous water god, was left in charge of Earth after his brother Enlil was away off planet. He held great affection for human men and also the daughters they produced. This led to him having relations with Lame's wife, Betanos. Lamech, the grandson of Enoch, was driven and overjoyed to hear the birth of a son from Betanos. Little did he know the great shock that awaited him. The following verse from Book of Enoch 105 reads, After a time, my son Mathusala took a wife for his son Lamech. She became pregnant by him and brought forth a child, the flesh of which was as white as snow and red as a rose, the hair of whose head was white like wool and long, and whose eyes were beautiful. When he opened them, he illuminated all the house like the sun. The whole house abounded with light. And when he was taken from the hand of the midwife, opening also his mouth, he spoke to the Lord of Righteousness. Then Lamech his father was afraid of him, and flying away came to his own father Mathusala, and said, I have begotten a son unlike to other children. He is not human, but resembling the offspring of the angels of heaven is of a different nature from ours, being altogether unlike to us. Enoch's depiction in this passage reveals that Noah, also known as Zisudra, possessed the distinctive trait of being an albino. He bore striking physical resemblances to some of messengers and deities, commonly referred to as the Anunnaki. This uniqueness set him apart from other humans, as the descendants of Adam had a dark skin complexion during this time. A pivotal moment arrived when the secret transgressions of the Lord God Enki, laying and sleeping with earth women, was unveiled to the Anunnaki Watchers. A law forbidden by their solemn oaths, even by the Prince of Nibiru. These Anunnaki, who toiled as laborers and watchers of men, became aware of the forbidden birth of Noah, Enki's son. The watchers fueling with feelings of envy, rebellion and jealousy. The culmination of these emotions led the 200 watchers to defy the orders and decrees of God, namely Anu the father and his son Enki. The 200 watchers led by Semjaza took oaths to proceed with their plan to mate with human women. The following chapter 3 of the book, Enoch, reads, And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men, and beget us children. And Semjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath, and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations, not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. Then swear they all together, and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And they were in all two hundred, who descended down from heaven in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon, because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. The next following passage reads, And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one. And they began to go in unto them, 
and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless rogue Anunnaki who married the human women and taught the children of men forbidden knowledge of the gods. Nine fallen Anunnaki were the heads of this rebellion against their lords. The first was Azazel, who taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. And there arose much godlessness and they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all of their ways. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings, Amaros the resolving of enchantments, Barakiel taught astrology, Kokabel the constellations, Ezekiel the knowledge of the clouds, Arakiel the signs of the earth, Shamsiel the signs of the sun, and Sariel the course of the moon. That's all I got. I gotta find other videos. Those are the only ones I could find, man, because it's like they've been like I can't find them on YouTube anymore. There used to be a whole there used to be a whole setup of these like straight descriptions of the Anunnaki's that was like up there like fifteen years ago. We talk about Nibiru, same stuff as they say when this one. This one's like a little more edited, chopped up. And um but yeah, I went on YouTube and I can't really find them. Uh I know that they said that there's a movie similar to what was on these videos that I just showed you on this audio uh, on Tubio that you can uh, look up and watch. I, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know how much it is about, but most of, most of the information that they said on this is is pretty much what they had said on, on the other um, videos on YouTube. I mean, these videos on YouTube were like, I don't know, I want to say like 18, 19 years ago when, when, um, when they came out. And um, I think it was like that long ago, 15 or 16, 17 years ago when they came out and uh, they were they, they would break down like the actual books because these books actually exist. So it's not like it's a made up story that somebody like, you know, well, I don't know. Like, you know, if you think the Bible is made up, but it's the same stuff where the Bible came from, the same scriptures, the same scribes that came from the Bible came from these books as well. Some of these books were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Some of these books were found later on. In in um in different tombs and in, in in catacombs when they found them when they were you know recent not recently but you know what I mean like in the 1800s or whatnot some of them were found then and then there was a whole uh, discussion about these books with the Vatican because they wanted them to because they said that they said that the Vatican has actual copies of some of these scribes or original scribes um, of these books the Book of Inki the the Book of Enoch. And uh, there's actually like the the, the, the seven tablets of uh, creation. They they have way more information, and supposedly it's in the vault in the Vatican, you know, buried down there, or whatever. Nobody can see it. Nobody can ever go down there and look at it. Uh, but there's other obviously there's other copies of this stuff that is is being found as as artifacts or whatever. And um, but if you really look into it, it, it it's it's uh it's interesting. If you're if you're a hardcore Bible follower and churchgoer, then it's probably like blasphemy, you know what I mean? But if you're if you're interested in like hearing a different version of it, then to me it, it makes a lot of sense to a certain sense that this story could be true. Because some of the stuff in the Bible doesn't make sense, you know. 
I always said that when you when you when you read the book Genesis, uh, the Bible and the in Genesis, uh, the, when they said I'll cast you amongst the others, who were the others if God only created Adam and Eve? You know, and then when he created man, he said he created man, then he created Adam in his image. So it was always like there was more people, you know, and then they would call the Canaanites Canaanites. But then it would be like, who are the Canaanites? You know, I know they're descendants of Cain, but there would be no other descendants because he killed Abel. So it didn't make no sense. A lot of this stuff didn't make any sense, you know, but and then, you know, you always hear about the chariots and, and then you hear about when the scribes disappear and they go up into the heavens and they disappear for years and years and years and they come back and, you know, they're writing the stories of their gods, you know, and you always hear don't worship any other gods. But if God if God was God, and he created everything. Why would there be other gods, you know, and then and then it, and it always blends in with Greek mythology and you know Zeus, and then and then you, then you have these other other religions like uh, the Hindu religion with other gods, and it it just it, it and then you have the you know the, the 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 Islamic religion too, where they they talk about their prophet and their god, you know. So it was always there was always different versions of of gods, and then listening to this when they say that there is other versions of gods in these Anunnaki's, and when they made people. When they made the people separate and and change your you know like made you white, made you black, made you brown, that goes into the Bible of the twelve tribes of Israel, you know, Ephraim and Abraham and, and all these different tribes that are different colors in different parts of the world. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. It just is just told in a different way, you know. So I find it extremely interesting. And then if you take it into modern day today, when they talk about aliens and they talk about they talk about different different type of alien creatures and you know, you had like the 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 the, the what they what I don't know what they call them. They call them something different, but they're you know like the Nordics. They're they're tall, blonde, blue eyed, uh, light skin, and then you have the other ones that are grays, and then you have the other ones that that supposed to be like are dark skinned. I don't know their names. They look like us too. You know, there's these different type of beings, but then you see the same similarities in in the stories of the Anunnakis, and then you also see the same thing about the gods. You know, with the Greek gods. You know with Zeus and Poseidon and all, you know, all of them and ice. And then you got the Egyptian gods too with Isis and, and um, I can't, I can't think of raw and shit like that, you know, and then you hear the stories about King Solomon and Nazik and that, and then the other one where I always mess up his name, Nazikanezer. And, you know, you hear about, you also hear about um, Mesopotamia where the Sumerians were at. And then the Sumerians were like the, the originators of, of, of the Anunnaki so that they would have been, they would have had been the the children of the fallen angels, so not the Nephilim. Everybody calls them the Nephilim, but the Nephilim were were different. So the Sumerians would have been like the descendants of Noah, you know, the original descendants of Noah. Where they they would have or Methuselah, you know. So I don't know. You guys have to do your own research on that shit. But if you, I just got to ask a bunch of questions about it when I was talking about the Anakas and planting the burrow because people talk about the planting the burrow and they. And they don't understand what that is and planet nemesis. And it's like it's the binary system in our solar system that, you know, shoots away and comes back. And it is it is an interesting an interesting. Um, I don't want to say revelation, but it is an interesting interpretation of, of information, 
you know, that I find it interesting, you know, because then it goes into the Hopi Indians, too, when they say the star people and then the star children and that we are stardust and we are star children. And then it, it also kind of like answers the missing link. Where's the missing link? Because Darwin's theory of evolution is always a missing link, right? Where is the, where is that missing link? And here we have it, you know, and people, you know, it also talks about a creator. You know, it doesn't say that God does it. God's not real. It's just there's 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 false gods that we're worshiping and false idols, you know, because they say there is a creator that created all gods. And Inky had said that in the book of Inky that, you know, they had they had to pay for their sins. And, you know, there is a God of the God of all gods and he is not that God, you know. So it is it is interesting to uh, to break down. But you guys want to hear. So I'm putting it out there. Um, let me know what you find out. Send me messages or videos or clips or whatever. And then, uh, you know, I'll go through them and whatnot and then put them on here and see see where it goes and uh, see if you guys uh, want to get deeper into the conversation. Because, like, I, I know lately we've been talking about aliens and talking about world events or whatever, but it's not always about that in this podcast. But it's just what's been catching the attention lately. And it's been what's been really popular on the on the podcast, what everybody's been listening to, my the, the, the views on the views on the Anunnaki's and the star children and the aliens in Peru, those have been shooting up, you know, they're, they're like hitting number ones in my spots. So obviously people want to listen to that stuff. And then also the, the messages, the emails that I'm getting about asking questions about it and stuff like that. So where can they find more information about it? Well, I don't know where you can find more information about it. Just Google it. You know, I don't, I just because the stuff that I used to listen to is no longer on YouTube. The videos are taken down. You know, there used to be a whole video that was like an hour and something long that would, that talked. It didn't really talk about the Anunnaki's per se, but it talked about planning the burrow. And it talked about this is and this is a long ass time ago. This is before the NASA announced that we're in a binary system, before NASA announced about the bronze dwarf and the outer skirts of our solar system, before before we they started talking about asteroids coming from behind the sun, before the the angel trail behind. I don't know if you guys even know what that is. The angel trail behind the sun um, came out. And the angel trail behind the sun is what really, really, really launched the Nibiru um, conspiracy from 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 the darkness, and and also came out with when NASA came about the binary system. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's like there was a there's a video, there's a picture you can go see that NASA released, and I'm not sure if it was a Hubble telescope or what took the picture, but they were measuring sunspots in the sun. And they were measuring solar flares coming from the sun, and then they saw, you know, this 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 light behind behind the behind the sun, and they couldn't tell what it was. And then, like a few years later, the light started getting bigger, and it looked like an angel, and it looked like literally looked like a being, you know, like you know, with his hand sticking out, and it had a trail, chemtrail, like a trail, like a like a like a you know, like I don't know, like a peacock, not a peacock. Uh, yeah, I guess a peacock has that long ass tail and um feathers it looked something like that you know and uh they didn't know what it was you know they were like well this is a mysterious mystery shit then they started saying okay it's another solar system it's you know what we're looking at here is planets behind the sun and we're we are not in a solar system we're in a binary system and these other planets are going to come close to our solar system but never interact with our solar system is what they said you know they were gonna it's gonna shoot from one angle to the other angle and it's gonna come through eventually within that time it was like 10 years it was about 10 years until they it would show up and then it would shoot through pass us go all the way up then come all the way back down and then shoot all the way back into darkness for another thirty thousand years or whatever and then we wouldn't see it again 
you know, and that's why that's why the you know the thought of being a solar system was it because these these this other binary this other solar system that's in our binary system, it wouldn't we wouldn't see it you know in our lifetime or whatever but we are seeing it now, and that's why they say that there's a double sun, you know like there's another sun because that other solar system has a sun but it's way further away you know it's not like right next to us or whatever, but those reports came out like 11, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, that the Southern Hemisphere was seeing two suns in the sky. And they were saying, like, look, there's another sun. You know, what the hell is that? You know, people were taking these pictures and videos. And, and we're talking about, like, back in the day, dude. So we're talking about, like, actual cameras. And we're talking about, like, old, like, Nokia phones. You know, we're talking about that type of shit, technology back then. And people were saying, oh, it's a lens flare. It's a lens flare. It's a lens flare, you know. And then we couldn't see it in the northern hemisphere because that solar system was still on the opposite side, so you couldn't really see it. It was only seen by the southern hemisphere, you know, because the world doesn't flip upside down. It just goes, you know, spins in a circle, not upside down. So being that, that being the case, we, weren't, we were never going to see it until it got closer. And then, that, you know, they said that that's, that system would pass us in 10 years. Well, those 10 years are up, you know, that's now. That's now and today. And we're living in it, right? So according according to what was said 13, 14 years ago, we the Nibiru planet and planet Nemesis and all that shit should be right now passing us. And, and that's why we hear, we're hearing people talk about, oh, did you see, like, you know, there's videos and pictures of people saying that there's something behind the sun, that there's two suns. Like, what the hell is that in the sky? This is the sun. What is this? And then I'm talking about the chemtrails and they're trying to cover up something in the sky. You wouldn't be able to see Planet Nibiru. You know, all those videos that they say, look, this is the Planet Nibiru. Bullshit. That ain't it, man. To have a planet that fucking close to our planet will rip our shit off the gravitational pull and fuck up the whole entire solar system. That, that's not happening. It's not like the planet comes right next to our planet. Like, you know, it's not like the fucking moon and shit. You know, this planet is millions, if not billions of miles away. You know, it, it's, it's coming, you know, and, it's, and it causes gravitational pull, which fucks with our weather which fucks with everything else. And, like, if these aliens, like the Anunnaki's, came from planet Nibiru and they, they you know, they, they were really close. So if they were that close and they have their spaceships or whatever, they would, you know, use this time to shoot over here, you know, at, at the closest approach, you know, and to be able to get here, to be able to get here quicker than to travel, you know, wh wherever the fuck they're from. Who the fuck knows? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't, I don't you know, I don't fucking know. That's just the theory of it. So when they said that the Anunnaki's were going to return, you know, because like he said, like, I don't know if you guys heard that part where he says Inky and his brother, his brother had left, you know, and Neil had left back to he was off planet. He went back to Nibiru or whatever. And, that, and, you know, they leave the planet leaves and comes back, you know, after 30,000 years or whatever of evolution and shit like that that's happening on the planet. So eventually they all left, you know, and. When, well, we think they all left, right? They live forever, so maybe they're still here. They look like us, too, so maybe they're here in hiding. I don't know. Maybe that's what Eric was talking about, the hollow earth theory. Maybe they went into the hollow, the earth, you know, so they wouldn't be seen. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, if if if, if Inky was that benevolent, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, benevolent. Um, I can't. I hate when I fucking lose my train of thought of words. If Inky was that merciful for human society, then it would make sense that he would disappear and allow us allow us to evolve the way we're going to evolve with that influence. And when Anu comes back, Anel comes back, his brother, then it would be Armageddon because he's he's the brother of conflict and war, and he would hate the fact that his his uh his laws were disobeyed and 
you know, and all, everything that happened happened, and you know, people were awakening and finding their essence of themselves and shit. Yeah, of course, they would want to destroy. So it would be a spiritual war. It would be a war against us and them, and it would be a war against brother versus brother. It would be it would be Armageddon. It would it would make sh- make the second coming the second coming happen. You know what I mean? It's 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 out there theory. It's an out there theory, but it's still it's still it's still a thought you know that that crosses the mind when you hear information like that. And then I'm not saying it's true, a hundred percent true, but I'm saying it is interesting that it's some of the stuff that's in the Bible and some of the stuff that's in the books like line up together. They all line they, it lines up together. So it's it's an interesting story, you know. And if you don't believe in the Bible, you're not gonna believe in this anyway. And if you're and if you're super religious, you're not gonna believe in this anyway. But you know, religion has so many holes in it. But it's not saying to believe to to understand and believe this is is saying that you don't believe in God and you don't believe in that. It just it just says that there's another alternative thought process to this. It's not just one one version and that's it. And as we all know, there's always three sides to the story. It's never just one side, you know. So I don't know. I find it I find it extremely interesting, and especially the timeline from the first video that I watched a long time ago about Nibiru coming, and then it's supposed to be here. And now all this activity that we're having on the planet, all this chaos that we're having, all this, all the disruption that we're having, all this conspiracies that we're having, these alien shits. Like Peru right now, Peru. There, there's there's more shit coming out of Peru that we're still not hearing the news. Peru's supposedly shutting down towns. Military's been, they're taking that shit super serious right now down there in Peru, you know, and we're not even hearing about it. So something's going on in fucking Peru, you know, and with the Nazca lines down there and, and the origins of, of these stories that happen in that part of the world, maybe they are coming back, you know what I mean? I don't, I mean, maybe they are coming back. I don't know, you know, so it's, it's, it's extremely interesting. And as, as, and as, as things start to rile up, and our end, as far as uh, human humanity and, 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 and our civilization going into war with each other and fighting with each other, it's starting to become an escape to believe in other things because our fucking situation is so fucked, you know, and it's and it's it's becoming very scary. I was listening to all these different reports on different news sources, you know, you know, that we're talking about what BRICS is doing, what how how Nigeria is gonna fight France and how France France coward ass country fucking is gonna leave the the dollar and go into BRICS, you know, to avoid war with Nigeria or whatever, but then America's backing up you know, these the you know, the attack to attack Africa, you know, and it's like shit. <laughs> there's just so much there's so much shit going on. The Wagner the, the Wagner group is going down to Africa you know, Belarus is pushing pushing war with Poland, or Poland's pushing war with Belarus, and it's like, you know, it's 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 becoming it's becoming a problem where we won't be able to control it. And then the China, then the biggest story that I'm hearing is the Chinese problem that I mentioned in the last podcast about internal invasions. I I heard when I heard them talk about the immigration and they were selling all these people. I was telling my I was telling my people. I was like, man, dude, this is the perfect way to invade us. You know. I always said that if America if America was going to fall, it was going to be within, you know, not from outside. It, you know, it would be a hard invasion to 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 watch militaries come over and try to invade us. They would have to sneak it. They would have to sneak in. And and when they were saying that they were finding all these military IDs and shit from Chinamen and fucking um, Africans and shit like that, it's kind of like, you know, this shit was orchestrated and planned and using our own our own um, 
hatred for ourselves and our political views against us, you know, to, to blind us and all those distractions that happen too. Jesus Christ, you think about it. If this has been going on for a long ass time and COVID happened and the lockdowns and we were all locked down and we weren't outside and we weren't doing this and we weren't doing that. Imagine how much movement was being made back then, you know, to set up and prep themselves because this shit doesn't happen overnight. This shit takes time man. it takes planning. It takes precision. It takes it takes it could take years to, to build up the perfect attack. You know, it's it, it's patience and to strike when the when the time is right, you know, so this shit could be going on for a really long time. And we're and we don't even know. We're just if we're barely hearing about it now, it's probably been going on for a hot ass minute, you know, and and man, I don't know time to look into it but i'm gonna i'm gonna push off of that topic and i'm gonna move on from from these topics either unless you guys want to keep talking about them but that that was uh that was my uh my uh my little info for you guys for the anunnaki's and i did mean i can do a couple more things about the sumerians if you want and i'll look up some more information as as the videos come in i'll, I'll, I'll put them up there if you guys want to still hear those and uh yeah tell me what you think and if you liked it you liked it. and if you didn't you didn't um whatever make sure you guys follow share this podcast follow the podcast whether you're following me on spotify or itunes or iHeartRadio or google podcast you know or it's not i don't think it's itunes either i think it's i i think it's like i podcast you know i i i, I some shit you know and now over there in apple or are you listening to um to me on youtube let you know let me know follow me on subscribe on youtube and i'll put more videos up i just don't push it on youtube because i don't have a lot of subscribers on there but if you guys want to see like actual videos, then let me know. And I'm also going, you know, that video streaming shit that I said I was going to do, I'll still do it. Just got to find the right people to do because everybody's scared to be on camera. I guess they don't want to see their face. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they want to talk shit, but not, not reveal themselves. But I don't give a fuck. Everybody knows what I look like. So no big deal for me. But yeah, follow, share, follow, share, follow, share. Subscribe if you want. Follow and share, though, you know, and, 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 and pass the word around. This kick knowledge podcast. I'm trying to. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get this bigger and going, and then uh, hopefully get uh, different people in here to to start doing their own little hosting of their own little shows. You know, this shit's 100 percent free, dude. I don't be charging nobody that comes in by this motherfucker to talk or advertise their business or anything like that. You know, I'm just trying to spread the word. So uh, yeah, like, follow, and subscribe, man. Like, follow, and subscribe. Kick knowledge. Kick knowledge podcast. Kick knowledge podcast.